Hey everybody, welcome back to Stories from a Mountain Town. This is your host, Tyler Meany, coming to you from Jackson, Wyoming. Um, welcome back if you listen to the first episode, or just a regular welcome if, you, if this is your first episode. Um, I thought I would start things off by doing my own story from a mountain town, kind of just telling you guys a little bit about myself and how I got to be a, a, a full-time resident of Jackson, Wyoming, uh, a long-time dream of mine. Um, yeah, so this all, it all kind of started back in like 2002, 2003. Um, my, my dad and my stepmom were planning uh, just kind of a little weekend trip. Um, all of us kids were, were uh, taken care of for the weekend. So they wanted to go somewhere that they had never been to. It was during the summer. So my dad goes and buys this big, giant map book, this big atlas book. And they just basically closed their eyes and put their finger on the map and somewhere in America. And they landed on Jackson, Wyoming. And my dad had never heard of it before, but my stepmom had just heard that it was a skiing destination. Um, they had mountains here and it was near Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. So they went and they had an amazing time. And while they were here, they were they convinced they got convinced to buy into a fractional ownership um, place here in Teton Village called the Teton Club. It's this amazing fractional ownership thing. So it kind of looks like a hotel, but each unit inside is is like a a two or three bedroom apartment with a full kitchen, washer dryer, everything, and then you you own um, weeks out of the year. And you can either stay stay in them or rent them out or whatever. And it's right in the middle of the village. Um, you the, the tram goes like right over the building. So an amazing place. So we got in there as a family. And uh, shortly after that, I came out here for my first time. And I'd only been snowboarding at some of the small hills in Minnesota. Um, shout out to Trollhagen and Wild Mountain um, and Afton Alps. And so I was just totally blown away by the size and the scale and the difficulty of the mountain out here um, at that time because I'd never seen anything near uh, anything like it. And I still haven't. And still, it's, it's one of a kind. And I kind of just fell in love with the whole idea of this town. In, it's just this town in these giant mountains the energy you get from the people here, how everyone here is just like, they're just here to ski and live out or be outside all the time and do all these fun activities. So I very quickly just fell in love with everything here. Uh, and then since then, I've been, we've been coming here as a family uh, almost, almost twice a year, once around Christmas usually, and then once in the summer. Um, and both times are, are amazing. There's so many so many things to do in in both seasons, whether it's obviously skiing and snowboarding or snowmobiling in the winter, or um, mountain biking, hiking, fly fishing, four wheeling, camping. You know, there's so many things to do here in, in any in any season. So I've been so I've been coming here a lot. So I got to know it really well. Um, and then, I, and then I went to college in Duluth, Minnesota, and it's not a mountain town, but it's as close as you can get to a mountain town in Minnesota. It's a big, a big snowy hill with a lot of winter weather with, with it being on Lake Superior, 
and I ended up um, snowboarding a lot at Spirit Mountain. It's a fun, um, a fun little hill on it, right in Duluth, so it took like no time to drive to from from where I lived, and uh, it was a pretty cheap season pass. So that was great. I had a lot of fun there, and that kind of that's kind of where I really got my taste. Some of my first tastes of like riding powder. I'd had a couple days in my vacations out in Jackson that were big powder days, and 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 those built up with the days I had at Spirit Mountain to basically get me addicted to riding to snowboarding and powder. Um, once you get that first really really amazing day, you know, I mean, it's like a foot of snow or more you will never be the same as a skier or snowboarder because that is like the ultimate day of skiing or snowboarding. Nothing can compare to it. I don't care if you like being in the terrain park or if you just like, if you're a racer or a groomer, um, riding powder is like the ultimate, the ultimate thrill on skis or snowboard. Um, so then after that, I graduated, I graduated from Saint, the College of St. Scholastica with a marketing degree and I moved down to St. Paul, Minnesota um, and started dating my girlfriend, Taylor Weiss. Um, shout out to Taylor. If she's listening to this. I hope she is. Um, and I had a, I had a season pass at a small hill there, Afton Alps. Um, but I just started feeling this pull out to some real mountains. Um, and I don't, I don't really know where it came from. But I just started seeing, I would be seeing it on Instagram and, and Facebook and just started feeling that I needed to go out there and experience that as like my daily life. Um, and it was even more torturous because that one of those, that first winter I lived in St. Paul, it was just like really, a really bad snow year. There was like mud in January. And so I was just like watching everybody riding powder in Jackson like every single day and I was just like I'm uh I'm sopping through mud on my dog walks with Bridger so that's where the the pull really started for me to try to come out to the to a mountain town and uh after Taylor and I had been dating a while we started talking about potentially moving somewhere uh in, in or around the mountains whether that be Denver, Salt Lake City, or Jackson. I just wanted to throw it in there as a consideration the whole time. Um, and it was always, yeah, Jackson would be great, but it's really expensive to get out here. And there's, there is a hospital here, but there's not many jobs and, and not many from what for what Taylor wants to do. So that was kind of a long shot. And so we started looking at, you know, living around Denver or Boulder or the, the, the little suburbs around Salt Lake City. And, um, we even checked out, we went, we went to Park City for, um, for a trip and checked that out and then went to another suburb there called Ogden, right? Just North of Salt Lake City to kind of see if this would be a place that we could see ourselves moving to. And none of them really felt like a good fit. Um, I don't know what was really off, but none of them felt like it was a place we wanted to pick up and move across the country for. Um, and then... And then there was one week where we were out here in Jackson on vacation. We had been like camping and hiking and doing stuff in the summer. And we went and got dinner with an old, an old friend of ours here in Jackson, Fred Harness, who is actually, our family became friends with him because he was the real estate agent that sold my dad and my stepmom 
the units or the weeks of the Teton Club. So we've been, whenever we come out here, we connect with him and we go snowboarding with him or go get dinner or something. And so we're out with him and we're telling him that we're kind of trying to figure out how to get to a mountain town and we want to live there for some time before we really start to, you know, look at marriage and kids and, and really putting down some, some thick roots. And he just phrased the, the seemingly obvious question of like, guys, why don't you just, just live here? And I don't know why it took that for me to realize like, you're right. Why don't I just live in Jackson? And kind of from that moment on, I had kind of just, just decided in my head that if it wasn't, if we weren't going to move to Jackson, I wasn't going to, I didn't want to move. I wasn't going to take all the effort to move us across the country if it wasn't going to be this place that I fell in love with. And um, all mountains are great, but these mountains are special. There's something, and I'm going to sound totally like a hippie here, but there's some sort of energy that that I, that you feel when you come out and you see these enormous mountains like this close to the valley floor and how accessible they are, they are and all the animals and you know the national parks here and the people there's some sort of energy that really that I really picked up on that I couldn't find in any of the other mountain towns that I've been to because I've been to a handful of others and I just didn't get it there so that was when I kind of decided you know it has it kind of has to be Jackson so we start the process of like looking for housing and, and jobs for Taylor and I start probing around my job, my manager to see like, am I, could I be allowed to just work remotely from out there? Um, and it was kind of just in limbo for a while until finally I kind of just sat down with Taylor and got like what job requirements she's looking for. So I knew when, so that I could look for her and I started looking on the website for St. John's Medical Center. It's right here in Jackson. And I go every single day and just look at their new postings. And they'd rarely post new ones. And then and it'd be, it's not, almost never was it labor and delivery or anything related to that. And that's what, that's what Taylor does. She's a labor and delivery nurse. So she's the one um, birthing babies all, the, all night long. She's actually there right now. So... That a couple months go by of me just checking like every single day, nothing, nothing, and then I finally see a link on the on the page that says, um, "Send us your resume for future postings." And I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Because I Taylor uses my computer for her for her resume, so I had the most updated one because she'd kind of been sending it around to some places. So I just send it in and put it her, put in all her name and email address, and I know enough about what she does so I could at least do that part. And, and she was, this is during the day, and she, so she was sleeping from a night shift and she gets up and has an email from on her phone that says like, hey, Taylor, we got your, we got your resume. Um, thanks for sending it in. She's like, Tyler, what the hell did you do? And I was like, oh, I, just, I just sent in your resume. Sorry. And so she was kind of mad that I just went around her to do that. And then, and it was whatever. And then a couple of days go by and they, the manager, the hiring manager emails her and says, hey, Taylor, we saw your resume and we really want to open a position up for you. <laughs> so I'm sitting here just kind of like in a major, like told you so moment, like, wow, this is, um, this is amazing that I just happened to send it in and they are good. They haven't opened it up yet, but they're going to open a position up for her. 
And so they get in the conversation and she's a really, really good nurse and she has a lot of great experience at the past hospital she's been at. So that showed really quickly. So they moved her along the interview process and the hiring manager was pregnant at the time so she, and, and about to go into labor any, any day. So it's not like they're updating potential people that they would hire with her pregnancy status. So all of a sudden we just stop hearing from them for a while like a couple of months. And so we're kind of like bummed or like, uh, you know, did, did they just go with someone else or they decided not, not to open the position? You know, we don't know. And then finally she gets a call that, um, or an email from the hiring manager that's just saying she's on, she's on, um, maternity leave, but she still wants to hire Taylor. Still wants to go through the process and all that stuff. So we're like, Oh sweet. We still have a chance. And it gave us a lot of hope. And then, you know, she goes through the interview process and they're like, all right, we'll let you know. And that's always just stressful, even though you, even though she did a great job in all of it and, um, and she's very hireable. But so we're kind of just waiting around for that. You know, I've been saving up a ton of money. All my, uh, I'm in technology sales. So all my commission, I'm just like putting aside for the potential that this could happen. Cause you just need, a, I just knew you needed a lot of cash to do, you know, whether it's the moving costs or um, deposits on a new house and stuff like that. So I was doing that the whole time. I was searching for for housing housing every single day and, and looking for housing when you're not in Jackson is, is really difficult because they're not online. Like you can't really just go to Zillow and find something that, that would fit you. It's like these little niche, little word of mouth websites that are not super reliable that we found some sketchy stuff going on. Um, and then one day I'm pulling into our driveway and Taylor, I got a call from Taylor and she is just losing her mind. She is yelling and screaming. I can't even tell what she's saying. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I got the job. I got the job. I was like, oh shit, I'm in the driveway. So I, I hang up and I run in and we just lose our minds. And if you follow me on Instagram, you saw that video cause we were just jumping around in our kitchen celebrating. And it was such a great moment because it was like that was the last thing we needed before going to Jackson. Like we weren't gonna get it, we weren't gonna sign on a house before she got a job, and and it's a job that she wanted to do, the shift hours that she wanted to do. So it was like we were just I was ecstatic. And so then now it's official. It's like shit, we're moving to Jackson now. We have to get housing and we have to get. Uh, you know, U-Haul thing set up and when, what days are we going and, you know, all that stuff. And so we got that all figured out. We found a, we found a, uh, it was originally going to be a short term little like month and a half thing to get us just to get us out here. So we could, so we could find other housing. Like I said, it's hard to find housing when you're not here in Jackson because there's a lot of word of mouth stuff. So we get the U-Haul together, um, my dad and her dad said they'll they'll drive out with us and move us out here and then they'll fly back on their own um so uh, that was that was just amazing to have their help because you know we've never moved across the country and just having any parent involved in that stuff is really really nice so we get out here we move into um kind of a, a crappy little house it was like the guy was tearing down this house to make a make a to build a mansion eventually, but needed a little short-term renter to bide his time until he tore it down, until the snow melted. So we get out here, we get all moved in. And the week 
our dad stayed the week, so we skied with them and hung out with them. And her dad was reading the newspaper, which um, in almost no town, most newspapers don't interest me, but the one in Jackson here does because it's just a, such a small community and there's actually valuable stuff in there, whether it's like deals at restaurants or housing or if you're a business trying to market to the locals, like that's where you want to be. It's actually the newspaper. And he found this rental ad, rental housing ad, that was like dog-friendly house, said the rent, and then it said like the area that it's in, Saddle Butte. And I had been coming here forever, and I was like, I have no clue where that is. Let's go, but let's go check it out. So we just happened to we email the 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 owner, and there's this really lucky timing where he had to be on a flight later in the day, but had the time to show it to us. And Taylor was working at that time, still uh, just in training during the day. So we come up here, and it's just this amazing guest house to a main house that he was going to renovate. Um, on this big lot, we're like basically on a mountain, but five minutes from town. So it was like the perfect setup, dog friendly, big space for them, and they're they're well they're really well trained. So I wasn't worried about them like running away or anything. So basically, almost without <laughs> even showing it to Taylor, I was like, okay, we're probably good. I'm good with this. I just want to show it to her one last time. And and then so when she got off work, we brought her up here, and it was it was a done deal. We told them that day, like, yep, we're in. And we've got to move in a little bit early. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, we've been in. We've been up here at our house on Saddle Butte, just right next to town, um, since the end of March. It's been amazing. And, yeah, and so now I kind of want to go into just kind of a summary of, of living here in Jackson. Everyone's always, everyone always asks us if we like it, if we're having a good time, if it's fun all that stuff and even like why we did it. And I I didn't realize how fulfilled I would feel living here. It's like it's like I moved to a town of 10,000 10, people who are just like me. Even even though even like the suburb I grew up in, Lino Lakes, Minnesota, a lot of people are like me, but you know, they don't have that uh, outdoorsy, exploring kind of feel that everyone does here, and everyone just kind of wants to. They kind of they, everyone here just wants to work really, really hard, and then play really hard, and you know, be a badass in the mountains. And they all want to do that, and so you could bump into any random person wherever you are, and you'll have similarities in the activities. The activities you like to do, um, all that stuff. And so, I, yeah, it was just like I moved to a town of 10,000 people just like me. And it's it's just really special because, you know, in, in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, there are some nature areas in town and on the outskirts of town. But really, if you want to get into something really cool and nature-y, you have to go up the North Shore or... Um, go around Duluth or something like that. So it's like a two-hour drive or more. But here it's like from my house and from everybody's houses, it's 10 to 15 minutes or less to the the best ski resort in North America in Jackson Hole Mountain Resort to world-class mountain biking on Teton Pass where they film, where bike companies film their commercials at. And 
and that's I think what separates it from like living in you know near Denver or one of the Colorado towns it's like you're so close to everything here you're in the mountains or you're right next to the mountains and I think that's one of the things that sets sets Jackson apart from other mountain towns so yeah there you have it that is my that is my story from a mountain town that is how I went from just a kid in Minnesota who had snowboarded on our, our hill in our backyard to finding this love for mountains and, and deep, deep snow and the wilderness that I never would have gotten. I never would have gotten that love if it wasn't for my dad randomly picking to come here on a trip and, th- and realizing how cool it was. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, Actually, uh, our next, I already have the next episode recorded, um, and I'll, that'll be, you can listen to that right away. Uh, I have my good buddy Jeff Moberg on in the next episode, our first guest on the show. Uh, it's, a re- it's a longer one, so uh, strap in, but it's a really, really good conversation. I didn't want to stop him from talking because we had a lot of, he had a lot of good stuff to say, and I really, really enjoyed it. So thanks again for listening. Um, message me or DM me. Uh, if you have any suggestions on what we should talk about next time or guests we should have on or a different way I can do things on the podcast. Cause like I, like I've said before, I'm just kind of trying this idea out. I really do enjoy it, but I'm no, I'm no expert in podcasting. So thank you everyone. Have a great day.